the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we see every day, practically every hour, the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office if you want little things like a country, freedom, representative democracy, a constitution, eh, borders, just little, just little things like that. Uh, my co-host this week is Eric Stalter from uh, the Liberty Lab, which is a great patriotic group out in Ukaipa. I mean, we'll talk more about the things that uh, things that they do uh, in the Liberty Lab. Of course, the uh, the big news this week is the results of the recall election, and um, to help us sort through that and answer the really the, the probably the most important question coming out of that. Uh, Rather, rather devastating. Rather, by a wide margin, by more than well, more than twenty percent loss of the of of the recall election is Susan Shelley. Uh, she's been on the show before and been a speaker at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots before. Uh, she's a columnist and on the editorial board at the SoCal Daily News Group that includes the local papers, the Redlands Daily Facts, San Marino Sun, Riverside Press Enterprise, and other newspapers through uh, Southern California. She's also a vice president with the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. So, Susan, it seems to me the key question coming out of the results of the, of the recall election is Texas, Florida, or Belize? What do you think? <laughs> I'm not leaving. They're not yes. getting rid of me that easily. No, not leaving. And and it's going to be very difficult. Um, in some ways, we're worse off than if the recall hadn't happened because the governor is empowered and the Democrats nationwide think that this is now the recipe for success is to to emphasize the danger of COVID even without any discussion of available treatments or vaccine efficacy, or whether anything that they've done actually worked, or it's just the virus going through the cycle that viruses go through. They don't want to talk about any of that. They just want to say, we issued an order and things got better. And if, didn't, if it didn't get better, it's because people weren't obeying our order. And this is the path to a very bad outcome. So the fact that the governor is making this argument is, is dangerous to freedom, and it's very concerning. I think in 2022, we'll see a backlash across the country against the Biden administration. But in California, I think we're stuck. What happened between the end of July, beginning of August, when the polls showed he was in serious danger of losing to a 20 percent plus loss on September 14? Well, it could have been several things. Uh, he, he was spending a tremendous amount of money on the campaign. The governor was spending money on television. He raised something like $70 million, and others spent money on his behalf. I've heard that it was $100 million that was spent in advertising to stop the recall. They did a lot of uh, just flat-out false arguments, you know, presenting Larry Elder as if he was some kind of a retrograde monster instead of a thoughtful conservative. It had its effect. It had its effect. And uh, there was also the possibility that Democrats were walking precincts in, in huge numbers. The labor movement took credit for the victory. California Labor Federation and the AFL-CIO both sent out press releases after the, after the election was called saying, we did it, it's us. And the California Labor Federation sent out press releases before talking about all of the precinct walking, door knocking, ballot collecting that they were going to be doing. So it's entirely possible that they just had an army of people um, getting those ballots. And on the Republican side, if we're going to be fair about it, and we might as well be fair because why not, uh, 
if we're going to be fair, we have to say that there was a, an active movement to discourage Republicans from mailing in their ballots. And that meant that people who got their ballots like August 16th, August 17th, put them aside. And then the whole campaign went on. People became discouraged at the end and perhaps didn't mail them, didn't go to the polls, forgot where they put it, got off on other things. A lot of people who are not very engaged in politics weren't paying close attention the way you and I were. And I think that that may have been a strategic error to talk about not trusting the mail, because truthfully, the mail is not the problem. The problem is the turnout of Republican voters. Excellent. Well, point. Maybe we'll, it will come back to election integrity. But I think there was a, what they did, and I think there's at least a substantial part of it, is when the question was, are you happy with Gavin Newsom? And there's not a lot of Democrats that are really enamored with Gavin Newsom, I don't think. Are you happy and are you happy with how things are going in California? Then he was in trouble. But when they partisanized it and it became, do you want a Democrat or a Trump Republican? Then the Democrats fell into line. And, and in kind of a microcosm, 90% plus of Democrats would rather step over and around human poop on the sidewalk than vote for a Republican. And until well, that changes. Of, yeah, there were a lot of angry people. There were a lot of angry parents and, and angry Democrats. But the governor's campaign scared them about what would happen if a Republican was in power for even one year and scared them that this would have a national. This was interesting because this shows vulnerability as well as strength. That They were worried that a victory in California or even a close race in California was sending a message to the rest of the country that progressive policies don't work. But you know something? All of California is an experiment in progressive policies that demonstrates that they don't work. That's reality. So reality doesn't go away just because you buy TV commercials. Eventually, it will catch up that these policies, for instance, policies for green energy, it's a fine idea to do green energy, but you can't do too much of it because it's not reliable. It's intermittent. And if you do that, then you have to do what California is doing, which is import electricity from other states, like Pennsylvania, where they generate it with coal. <laughs> we import electricity in this state more than any other state. While we're claiming that our green energy, that our windmills and solar panels are a model for the nation, we're importing coal-generated electricity from other states. So that we can sell so, it. So we can <laughs> so sell, we can sell the, the, the story. That's right. Yeah. So we can sell the story. Yes. And, and they're selling – these other states are not giving us any discounts when we call at the last minute in a panic and need to buy more electricity because it's summer – who knew it was going to be hot in August? We had no idea. It's never happened before. It must be some sort of abnormal weather. It's climate change. Yeah, it just, this is, these are policies that are failing, but they have an army of public relations agents telling us that they're wonderful. You, you can turn on local news on any channel, and it's, it's like an advocacy ad for democratic policies. It's it's uh, they're not thinking critically. They're not they're not looking into the actual consequences of the policies. They look at the intentions. We're going to save the world. That's a good thing. So this must be wonderful. So these people must be good and the people running against them must be evil commercial. And that's the local news. Things it's got very, so it, go ahead. difficult. Things got so bad, and I'm just going to dominate the conversation. So maybe we'll let Eric get a word in edgewise after uh, after this next question. At some point. In New York City in the late 80s or early 90s, things got so bad that they elected Republican Rudy Giuliani, and who did a great job cleaning up the city, revitalizing the city, and making it a clean, safe, attractive place for business and for, and for tourists and for, and for residents. What would it take? And we talked about you know, the analogy of the, uh, having to step over the hu human poop on the sidewalk, or you posted a video, or you or retweeted the video of people were having lunch at a sidewalk table in the Melrose area of, of L.A., and they're robbed at gunpoint. Now, what would it take to get your Democrat and Democrat-leaning voters to say, you know, we got to make a change? Now, is it Maybe twofold. One is, what would the Republicans have to do to present a viable, credible alternative? And what would, how bad would it have to get for Democrats to say, 
boy, I'm 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 gonna I'm it's so bad I'm gonna even vote for a Republican this time. Well, clearly it's not bad enough yet. I would have thought it was. I would I would have thought that uh, the recall, the yes vote would have been stronger. I don't know. Jen Van Lahr from Red State wrote a piece arguing that the there wasn't enough coordination on the yes on recall side that the groups were operating without any um, with, without any funding from the Republican Party, without any coordination on messaging, and without any coordination on their efforts, and that that wasn't helpful. So um, there there were you know there are motives in something like this that are contradictory to the to what appears to be the purpose. For example, if you're a Republican candidate who had big dreams and you see someone get into the race late, raise more money, get more support, get more signatures toward the GOP endorsement, lead in the polls by a four to one margin over you, what are you going to do? Are you going to throw in with that front runner and say, it's for the good of the state of California? Or are you going to say, let me see if I can cause the recall to fail or at least not help it succeed and then try again in 2022. So there are motives uh, for, for seeing the recall fail. I didn't get any mail from the Republican Party that they said they were going to send out at some point. I received uh, nothing. I did not either. Didn't get anything. Um, they didn't wrap any buses that were driving around. They didn't have any billboards. I understand they don't have the money to compete on television at the same level, but they could have done radio. They could have done more. And and all they did is they they did digital ads. I got text messages, a lot of text messages. They were annoying. I don't think that's a very effective way to campaign. Uh, that's what they did. So the Republican Party didn't seem to be all in on winning on question one. And uh, for all that the the party took a hit as the governor called it a Republican recall. It really wasn't because the Republican Party didn't seem to want very much to throw them out. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now for pre-order at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience Matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And uh, my, my co-host is Eric Stalter from Liberty Lap. And our guest is Susan Shelley, who is a, on the editorial board and a columnist with the SoCal Daily News Group and a vice president with the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. We're sorting through the results of the recall. And uh, despite all good sense to the contrary, Susan is not leaving the state. And I uh, just would ask, you know, t- turn off the lights when you're, when you're, when, uh, when you're last, when, you, when you're done here. Um, I kind of dominated the first our first segment, so I'm going to let my co-host ask his one question. (laughs) My one allotted question. Well, I appreciate the invite to the conversation. I'll I'll take it a a little, a little different direction. Susan, what do you think this, this does to this base? I mean, obviously the recall was unsuccessful. Now, does this, does this uh, fire up the base to, to now do something? Would, would a successful recall election have, have, toned down uh what needs to be done uh if 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 i'm asking the question properly in other words if the recall was successful would there been a relaxation of the opposition and since it's not been successful does this liven up the our side of things i guess if you can call it our side 
Well, let me let me clarify here which our side we're talking about. Are, <laughs> are we talking about in within the Republican Party opposition or the opposition from the Democrats? The the opposition to the recall itself. Do the people the to the recall itself and and those those policies, I guess, you know, Governor uh, Governor Newsom himself. Well, Governor Newsom could not defend his record. He no. had to change the subject completely. He had to spend a ton of money. He had to coerce money out of donors to get to that level. And he had to do favors for the unions to get them on board. And he had to keep all other credible Democrats off the ballot in order to achieve this result. They think that's the difference between the Gray Davis recall and this one is that there was no Cruz Bustamante on this ballot for the Democrats to pick as an alternate. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But we certainly saw the result of the governor's polling in his advertising. He had to nationalize it. He had to say that whoever the Republicans put up was Trump. Before Elder got into the race, the communications team was tweeting a picture of, of Kevin Faulkner with Donald Trump in the Oval Office, every time Faulkner would say something, they would tweet out the picture with Donald Trump. That was the strategy from the beginning. They could have nominated the ghost of Thomas Jefferson, and it would have been, he's a Trump Republican. Mm. So that's an indication that Democrats are not happy with Newsom. Does it mean that someone else will challenge him in 22? Or are we stuck with him? I don't really know. It's hard to say, but there are divisions in the Democratic Party. Uh, it's not a it's not a monolith. There are some business friendly type so-called moderate Democrats. There's the flat out Bernie Sanders socialist wing uh, that wants to defund the police and tear down America and start over. And that's all they're having their own arguments on that side. I think the path forward is to talk about the problems and the solutions, the problems and the solutions, the problems and the solutions, and not to talk about the personalities or the factions within the GOP. This is going to be very difficult because there's a lot of money in politics and people have an interest in pushing a candidate or pushing out a candidate. Um, so there isn't much incentive to focus on the problems and the solutions. But if you're going to talk to the voters, if you're going to talk to your neighbors, if you're going to talk to your family at Thanksgiving, who may be politically different, you have to be able to say the reason your kids can't find jobs to, that pay enough to buy a house, the reason there is no new construction of single family homes for them to buy, all of this, the reason the electricity bills are so high and the businesses are leaving and the headquarters are moving out of the state, they don't even want it on their letterhead that they're in California. The reason this is happening is the policies of this government in California, this state government. This is why it's happening. These are the consequences of the policies that you thought you supported when you voted for them. And unless we can make that argument and get that through to people, uh, if we're just going to keep talking about Trump versus Biden, then California is going to keep doing the same thing. And we're not going to get anywhere. Well, and that argument's difficult to make, right? Because on the when you talk about the division of the of the liberals or the Democrats, there is division, of course, but they still seem to toe the line. They still seem to get in line and and to do their job. And on our side of the things, when when the talking starts, you're talking to people that are moving to Idaho and Tennessee, or you know, not not real interested. Well, that's true. It, it certainly looks that way, but they think that we're very organized. You know, the, the Democrats think that we've got this uh, intensely well-organized top-down conspiracy that's run by, I don't know, the Koch brothers, some guy named Q. They think we've got this. They think we're organized. We think they're organized. They think we're organized. The truth is they're a little more scared of conservative ideas than they let on. That's why they demonize them. Um, I agree with Conservative ideas do work. and They do. Progressive you, ideas do fail. That's correct. Reality doesn't go away. You wrote a you wrote a great column recently on September 12th, entitled "Fighting for a Better Future." And I'm just going to read the read the opening. The side that knows what it's fighting for is going to win. It's not enough to know what you're fighting against, even with superior weaponry. The side that fights 
without knowing what it's fighting for, is going to meander in ambivalence, spending money and taking casualties, while the other side acts with purpose, resolve, persistence, and ferocity. Yes. And um, the socialists, I'm not going to say the Democrats, but the socialists, do they do that. They act with purpose and patience and, and viciousness, and they have insinuated themselves into some of these tech companies where they can they can succeed at censorship, which is a, this has been I think the biggest biggest part of election manipulation more than anything that was done with ballots is the silencing of debate and dissent as if we were some kind of Soviet satellite. This is very odd when you see. On every subject, on climate change, on COVID, on the economy, there there is a there's an effort to diminish the message, the truthful message, that disagrees with what the socialist types want, and and what they want is no individual rights. They want everything to be quote the collective, the collective good. And what's that mean in practice? That means the government decides what's good for everybody. Tribalizes so us. One man, one vote, one time. Right? They get in. They get in office. They never get out. Well, I think what we have in, we're, uh, is we're transitioning from republic to oligarchy, and there are there are competing factions. You have the hardcore left, socialist, Marxist, communists out there, but you also have the Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Mark Zuckerberg crowd, which are not, who are not exactly ready to give up their wealth. For to 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 the to the peasants, mm-hmm. and they're, they're they're happy to work together at this point to overthrow the republic. But I don't. But the oligarchs have no intention of of giving up their position and power, and they want that California style one party state where yeah they 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 power to the you know they raise their hands about you know social justice, but. Social justice is them in power and and a lie for the rest of us and getting the and and breaking in the bucks lining their pockets. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's exactly what's going on. And one of the things that that I noticed about the Trump administration early on is that because President Trump refused to buy into this, I'm guilty because whatever, and then here here's a check to make up for all the terrible things that you say I've done that I acknowledge I've done. He wouldn't play that game. And the, in some ways, this is this is similar to what the Jesse Jackson operation did in Chicago, push the push operation that he used to run. It was sort of a shakedown. They would accuse somebody of racism, and then the company they would accuse a company of racism, and the company would say, "What can we do to make it up to you?" And Jesse Jackson had a list, and he would charge people to be on the list. These are businesses you can hire to increase your diversity and and mitigate your racism. And this was quite a profitable operation. And to some extent, Black Lives Matter is still doing that. Billions of dollars, billions of dollars, came out of corporate pockets, shareholder pockets, to organizations like that. Where did the money go? Well, some of it went into houses for the people who were organizing for Black Lives Matter. And and this, the idea that every time there's a racist incident anywhere in the country, it means billions of dollars must come out of corporate America for what's perceived as centuries of guilt, even if everybody just got here and nobody was there during the centuries of guilt, it doesn't matter. It's an excuse to fund all of these organizations. It's quite the operation that they've got going on. And President Trump would not play into any of that. He would he would push for legislation to fix specific problems, like in criminal justice reform that he signed. I'm going to be at, Susan, not. I'm going to be terribly rude here, but we're up against a hard break. Um, uh, Hopefully you can stick with us for, for, for our, as part of our second half. In any event, we need to end this half of Unite IE Radio. Stay tuned for the exciting second half after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now for pre-order at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. 
In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience Matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton. My co-host this week is uh, Eric Stalter from the Liberty Lap. And our guest is Susan Shelley, who is on the editorial board and a columnist with the SoCal Daily News Group. Uh, their local papers include the San Marino Sun, Redlands Daily Facts, and the Riverside Press Enterprise. Susan is also a vice president with the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. In our discussion off the air, Eric was talking about the role of truth in mm-hmm. politics, if any. <laughs> so go, go ahead, Eric, make your point. Well, in, in, the, in the role or in politics, there's probably not much a role of truth, but, but in general discussion, there has to be, right? And, and with us, the public, with we, the people, uh, we were talking on the break about the divide between us. And, and that divide is filled with everything, you know, the animosity that we were talking about, about the article, the animosity, the ferocity, all of those things. It's filled with everything but the truth. And we can lob in little pieces of truth, but they seem to get eaten up. So... What is the solution? How is how do we then implement the truth to fill that gap? Well, it's pretty difficult. Um, the you, you take just one. Let's take one specific incident that's going on right now where the truth is being discredited and lies are being put forward, and that's on the subject of a particular treatment mm-hmm. for COVID nineteen, uh, which is ivermectin. Now. There are critical care physicians led by Dr. Pierre Corey, who is an ICU physician. He has trained ICU physicians. He specializes in, in lung diseases. He's an authentic ICU guy, an authentic expert, not a Twitter expert, an authentic expert who has worked in these situations with these diseases. Mm-hmm. He has cited dozens and dozens, I think it's up to 63 clinical trials of ivermectin showing that it reduces the inflammation in the lungs. It treats treats COVID at all stages. Depending on the dosage, it works early, it works late in the disease. It has been shown to be effective. So what does the FDA do, the Food and Drug Administration? It starts putting out press releases saying, this is not approved, this is not approved, this is not approved for the treatment of COVID. Well, it doesn't matter if it's approved for the treatment of COVID. Doctors have always been able to use drugs off-label. For It's an approved drug. In fact, the creators of this drug won the Nobel Prize, I think in 2015, because it eradicated a disease. I believe the disease was river blindness in other countries. It's an anti-inflammatory drug, safe and effective. And a doctor prescribes it for COVID and gets good results. And the FDA starts this disinformation campaign calling it a horse dewormer <laughs> because it's an anti-parasitic drug. Mm-hmm. And, and it is used for livestock, but not it, just like water is used for horses and also used for people. It doesn't matter. It's an anti-inflammatory drug with many different uses. The FDA is trying to discredit everyone who wants to prescribe this drug. People who are in the medical profession have been threatened with the loss of their license, the loss of their board accreditation. These are doctors. These are trained medical professionals being threatened 
for talking about treatments for COVID. Why is this happening? Exactly. Why is this happening? Because large pharmaceutical companies have a new drug coming out and there isn't going to be any market for it for this very expensive drug if doctors are getting good results with stuff that's already on the market and generic to boot. Oh, I, th well, I think it's much more than money. Yeah, there's a money side, and ivermectin is well long off patent, as well as another drug that's been used successfully, hydroxychloroquine. But but there's no there's very little money to be made off those medications, whereas anything new there's a lot of money to be made. So yeah, there, there's a there's a money angle to it, but there's a power angle to it that this that that COVID nineteen eighty four has been wildly successful for rulers all over the world in suppressing freedom and amassing more power, some places more so than others. Australia, I mean, it's, it is draconian lockdown beyond anything that we've yet had in the United States. So I mean, the police are even going door-to-door -door confiscating your excess alcohol. It's that it's it's it's, it's that bad it's that bad there. So, but this this is this is a political angle. And last year, when this was used to great effect to uh, undermine President Trump and help the Democrats win the election, the last thing they wanted was to have a cheap and effective treatment for the medic for for the for the for the disease. That's right. They 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 became really power power crazed, I think when they saw that they could use fear to essentially clear the streets. Uh, they'd use those pictures out of Italy. They mm -hmm. use pictures out of context. They use scare photos of cemeteries to illustrate every single story about COVID. They would show a picture of a cemetery like a Vincent Price horror movie every single day in the newspapers and on television. And they omitted the facts that the modeling of how many deaths there would be was wildly wrong, and they knew it was wildly wrong almost immediately. Those reports out of London that came from a computer model at Imperial College saying that something like 2.2 million people were going to die in the United States. The modeling was wrong. Computer models are just guesses based on assumptions, and if the assumptions are wrong, the answer is going to be wrong, and it was wrong, and they knew it was wrong, but they had discovered that they could completely manipulate human behavior Mm -hmm. And geez, he doesn't want to do that. So the government, we, they used fear over and over again. You know, there was one particular day that really, it, it really caught my attention how bad this was going to be. And it was the day, one of the summer days, people were out at the beaches and on the hiking trails in Los Angeles. And Eric Garcetti, the mayor, soon to be ambassador, if we can get him out of here, he'll be the ambassador uh, to India. He said, we know who you are the people who were on the beach. We know who you are. What does that mean? Well, I think it means they were using cell phone tracking to see the identities of people who were in specific locations on specific beaches where the city had told them not to gather. What in the world? How are we going to have a free country if the government's going to go on television and say, we know who you are, we're tracking you through your phone. How are we going to have a free country if the people are allowing the government to do that? This, this is where the problem really lies. We've got, we've got 15 days that's turned into what now? 600, almost 600. And, and, you know, we all saunter around and say, well, this person's taken power. This person's taken control. This person's, you know, usurping our rights and our freedoms. Well, let's take it back. We need, you know, we need to not accept that anymore. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting violence in any way, shape or form. What I'm suggesting is that we, the people infiltrate every level of government with what we were talking about before the truth and our interests and our liberties that that when we can get the people to stop listening to they and them and stop, as you said, with Australia, going to their houses. And I mean, this is a long succession of of rights being taken. And, the, you know, just the frog in the boiling water. Here we go again. You know, it absolutely is. And, and people are really frightened. I saw in one of the polls that something like 60 percent of Californians support more restrictions in general. Yeah. And. And they're, they're really, really frightened. Those cemetery pictures did their job. Everybody's yep. really frightened. And they don't understand that 99.9% .9 of them are going to come out of COVID absolutely fine 
and and the actual death rates from COVID, when you especially when you measure them as part of the death rate from everything, from all causes, there were 60,000 deaths a year in LA County from all causes under normal circumstances. And yet the LA County Public Health Department puts out a daily press release saying 157 new deaths, 50 new deaths, three new deaths. We don't do that for heart disease, for cancer. Death is a horrible thing and nobody wants to have it happen. It's not the good part of life. But to say that death, that normal death statistics are an excuse for government restrictions on your freedom, this is a new level of terrorism in America. Well, and, the, and the restrictions didn't work. You look around the world at lockdowns, and you, watch, you, you look at graphs of the cases or the deaths and when a particular country or state imposed lockdowns or imposed max, mask mandates and utterly had no effect. Countries like Sweden that didn't do these things did as well or better than countries that did. And you watch a country impose a mask or, or a lockdown. The virus still did what it did, as Alex Berenson, who's uh, done a lot of good reporting on, on, on COVID. Mm -hmm. He says, the virus is going to virus. Well, now they're going to try to do this to us for flu season. You know, this is is now going to be an annual thing. And people are making money off the testing. California did a public-private partnership and constructed a lab, I think, in the Santa Clarita area of Los Angeles County. They constructed a lab. And the purpose, obviously, was to continue to process tests forever for profit. And and so there's a testing requirement all the time, testing asymptomatic people. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's irrational. The FDA has actually pulled one of the tests, one of the PCR tests that's been commonly used because it can't tell the difference reliably between COVID and the ordinary flu, which is also a coronavirus. It can't tell the difference. So all of the labs have been told to get rid of those older tests and change to something else by the end of the year. But yet they can tell us a Delta variant is out there. It can't make a determination between the flu and coronavirus, but yet we're dealing with a Delta variant. And what is it, a Colombian variant or something else or some crazy thing? It's it's a campaign of fear Mm -hmm. and it has just succeeded in California politics. And when a campaign of fear, sadly, the only thing that's going to end a campaign of fear is a campaign of fear of something else. And I hope that this doesn't happen, but heaven forbid, if, if there is a particularly bad reaction to a vaccine or to the third vaccine or to the fourth vaccine, and people are without question injured by that, then you're going to have something like we've had with other drugs that have been withdrawn from the market. You're going to have a catastrophically bad situation where people are badly injured or or dead from the medication, and that will scare everybody out of the mandates. That will be terrifying and unnecessary and horrible like the nursing home deaths were unnecessary and horrible based on policies. But that's, if everyone's going to buy into this idea that we have to be scared to death of being infected with a flu virus, essentially, because we're all going to die, we're all going to be in the ICU, when that is not the case, that's way overstated, that is not the case. Most people are absolutely fine with a coronavirus infection. They're fine mild or no symptoms, but they don't think that. If we're going to allow this level of fear and terrorism from the government, then there will never be an end to it because it'll, it'll be climate change. It'll be something else. You know, it'll, well, they're, yeah. they're always going to have a crisis the cl- as a justification for more power. We need to take a break here, but oh, the, the, the climate change people are green, no pun intended, actually pun intended, with envy uh, <laughs> over, <laughs> over how well, how well they've been able to manipulate people with fear of disease when they've never been able to manipulate people so nearly, not a tenth as well, and through the fear of climate change. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the philosophy of, of Gavin Newsom and the, the Democrat Party on coronavirus is the only thing we have to fear is lack of fear itself. 
right. With that, let's, take, let's hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We're pleased to be visiting with Susan Shelley, who is not only with the SoCal Daily News Group on their editorial board and a columnist, we're going to let her put on this segment, we're going to put on her other hat as vice president of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. And uh, I think we escaped the last legislative session without too much damage on the tax increase front. But what's, what's going on with taxes in California and what is... What's on the agenda of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association? Well, you will remember that in November, on that very cluttered ballot with so many different initiatives, one of them was Proposition 19, which had some tax benefits in it for people who want to move to another house and take their old tax bill with them, that portability. But it also had a hidden death tax in that measure. And voters narrowly passed Prop 19 without having been fully informed in the advertising campaign of what this was going to do. So here's what it did. It used to be that parents could pass property to their children and it would not be reassessed to market value when it was transferred. It didn't count as a change of ownership under Prop 13. That has been removed. And now when parents pass property to their children, a home, a small business, rental property, vacation cabins, any kind of real estate, it is reassessed to market value as of the date of transfer. So if somebody passes away and the kids inherit the property, they get a giant tax bill along with the sympathy cards. It's horrible. It's a death tax. And the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association is going to do something about it. We have filed an initiative with the Attorney General's office. It's called the Repeal the Death Tax Act. And you can go to hjta.org, push the red flashing light button at the top, You'll see repeal the death tax, push the red light. It'll take you to the website and you can sign up to volunteer to collect signatures for the petitions that will get this on the November 2022 ballot. That's the goal. So we want to sign up at least 500 volunteers statewide. We're about 20% of the way there so far and we need a lot of help. And if you'd like to donate to the campaign, donate to the Protect Prop 13 committee because this is really protecting Prop 13 for our kids to make sure that people don't have to be forced to sell property because they can't pay the taxes on market value of a, of a small business that's been in the family for generations. Imagine how, how real estate has appreciated in prices and all of a sudden something gets reassessed to market value. The new annual tax bill is like an estate tax. It's 1% of the market value of the property every year as a condition of keeping it. And that is outrageous, outrageous. You can go to the website, go to hjta.org slash repeal the death tax, and you can get our death tax calculator, print it out, do the math, see what it would cost the next generation over 20 years if the place is reassessed to market value upon death. It's just awful. And the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association is going to fight for California families to protect them from these wildly high tax increases. And I'm sure that the unions, having claimed credit for saving Newsom's you-know-what, um, are going to be back for for tax increases in the next legislative session. Based Could on, be. Could be. Speaking of initiatives, um, as you may know, we will soon have, uh, out for signature, a school choice initiative. And I think a lot of many, many of us out here in the grassroots, the rank and file, um, are enthusiastic about this and think this is just a, probably the most important political thing we can be working on. Uh, have you looked at that? Are you aware of that? What do you think about that? 
You know, I have looked at it. There are two separate initiatives that have both been filed with the Attorney General. They they both would create, they would force the state to create education savings accounts for the students if the parents request it. And the per pupil funding, 13000 a year, 14000 a year, whatever it is, would go into the education savings account without any additional cost to taxpayers. It's just diverting some of that money for that student to follow the child to the school of the parent's choice. And that is an extremely important idea because the public schools are failing California kids in so many ways and in the COVID era, even more so. And parents, parents have an obligation to do the best they can for their kids. And you can't just say, well, we're just going to tough it out for the 10 years that this is going to go on with the COVID lockdowns and the and the critical race theory curriculum and all the rest of the stuff that's going on in the schools with no one learning math because somehow it's 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 racist. Math is racist. It's such a disservice to the kids to teach them nothing useful and just grievances. It's it's such a disservice and a waste of time and money. So well, this is an opportunity for parents to weigh in on this issue specifically and say, we want more choices and we want the money spent on the kids, not on the agenda. Dumbing down and indoctrinating the students is not useless if your goal is to overthrow the republic and institute a one-party state. Well, I have to believe that the majority of California voters are not on board with that. <laughs> I have to believe that overthrowing the United States of America is not the goal of the majority of voters. There's a, there's a subset, and they're noisy, but I don't think they can openly say that in a political campaign. Vote well, they can't for me say it openly. But, so, uh, California government-run schools, and we should always say government-run schools. Right, government-run schools. Well, that, that will their happen. New, and- their new ethnic studies curriculum includes, now I'm not exaggerating, not making it up, not stretching the truth, includes the, getting the, 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 the children to chant to the Aztec god of human sacrifice for the power to be social justice warriors. Are they going to sacrifice children? Well, they already in are. Figure, I mean, figuratively, <laughs> they are, figuratively, they already are. They're going to start with goats. Uh, well, kind of, kind of, yeah, ease into it. Collectivists are collectivists believe in sacrifice, and they don't really want to talk about what sacrifice literally means. Uh, it it means the destruction of something for the purpose of something else without the consent of the person being destroyed. Which is the destruction and of individual rights. For the, it's for the destruction of individual rights. And the only way that you stop dictators from rising in any country, we're not exempt, the only way you stop dictators from rising is by holding individual rights as your standard. As your standard. Allow, as your standard, and not allowing anything else to override that. That's right. That's we're so thing. busy fighting about minority rights that we've forgotten the biggest minority of all is the individual. Exactly. And and we cannot allow this it's for the good of all kind of thinking when it isn't for the good of all. There no. is no all. We are all individuals. And it's for the good of their power. It's going to be good for some people and bad for some people. That's how the, that's really the story of the pandemic. It has helped people who are in what's been called the laptop class who can work from anywhere. And it's been devastating to people who work in restaurants, uh, retail, every every place that people have been put out of work, put out of business, who have had to go driving around uh, for, to, to bring food to the laptop classes because they can't find real jobs because real jobs are leaving California. All of this has been a, a two-tiered effect. Some people have been damaged very, very badly by these policies, and some people have been wildly enriched by them. Like Netflix, the Netflix founder did very well as people stayed home and watched movies. I think that worked he, out just fine. I think he kicked in some number of millions of dollars to uh, Newsom's recall campaign. Shocker! It was at least it was at least three million, and I think it may have been more. But yes, so, we only have about a minute left here, so I'm going to tr- kind of turn it back to you, Susan. And you have any concluding concluding thoughts? Um, uh, I know you're staying, but uh, you know, what about you, Eric? Texas, oh, I'm Texas, staying. Texas, Florida, or Belize? California. California. 45 seconds, Susan. It's all yours. Okay. Here's the deal. You have to stay in California and fight for what's that right. That is right. We are not giving up on California. No. 
all of the problems can be fixed. It's going to take courage. It's going to take persistence. It's going to take the willingness to work across party lines, to work across factional lines. We have to focus on solutions, more electricity, more water, a lower cost of living, more housing. We have to have an agenda of solutions that all Republican candidates will run on and reach the voters with that. An, an agenda. What a concept. But, we're, but yeah, Jessica Pattern says, nah, I'll just, we'll just rake in some money helping uh, the party lose. But that is all the time we have this week. Thank you, Susan, for being on the show and your great work in your, with both of your hats at SoCal Daily News Group and Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. And thank you, everyone, for being on the show. Tune in next week for another exciting edition. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now for pre-order at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoyed my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience Matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. AM 590. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.